Welcome to the Fantasy End Podcast, where we share our love for all things fantasy and discuss the broader speculative fiction industry. Welcome to the Fantasy End. And welcome to the first episode of the Fantasy In podcast. We are not sure what we're doing, but we're going to be doing it. So bear with us, I guess. So my name is Jenya, and I am, well, I'm one of the podcasters, I guess, <laughs> one of the bloggers. And now on to my friend, Hugh. Hello, I'm Hugh. I am best known for being a cabbage on the internet. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just a cabbage on the internet. <laughs> that is the entirety of my biography. Uh Moving on. <laughs> I'm Tam. Um, yeah, that's it, really. I'm Travis. And I'm Cop. Before we start, we want to thank everyone for the stabby that we won two months ago. Hey everyone, future Travis here. Unfortunately, two months might have been a little bit optimistic. It's been closer to nine. Okay, bye. Yay. Okay, we were, I was expecting people to laugh, but okay. Yes, thank you very much. We're very happy about that. Sounds so, like, not genuine, that doesn't it? Thank them. It was a month and a half ago. We're very slow. Yeah, very slow. The episode was meant to be like, uh, like at first it was meant to be um, like a thank you for the for the stabby and a special little treat, but then it took us a very long time to do. So today we'll be talking about subgenres because there is this kind of misconception that fantasy is just epic fantasy, and so we wanted to talk about other things we like, other ones we don't like, which ones exist, which ones get shat on, get shat on in general. And so on. But before we get to that, we want to talk about the books that we're reading right now. So what are you reading right now? I am not reading anything right now. I just finished reading uh, City of Brass. And it was really awesome. I finished it last night at 2am. And it's about, it's like based on, I mean, it's based on the Quran, I think. It's based on jinn and things like that. Uh, so Middle Eastern mythology in general. And it's really good, and it's actually epic fantasy, which is a subgenre I don't like, but I did really like this book. Uh, so, yeah, that's me. Who's the author for that, Jen? Uh, Shannon uh, Chakraborty. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. Wait, S A S A Chakraborty. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Hugh? You're next on the list. Oh, shit, yeah, I made the list and I'm already ignoring it. I'm reading uh, The Sleeping Dragon by Johnny Nexus, and I'm also listening to The Big Ship at the Edge of the Universe by Alex White. And Sleeping Dragon's a kind of weird one. I say weird in a good way, though it's a kind of comic fantasy, but They've had, you know, epic fantasy style, wizards, etc. And there's the big prophecy that in 500 years or whatever, the world's going to end. And our band of heroes basically decides, well, that's not really a problem, is it? That's 500 years from now's problem. And so it, like, jumps 500 years into the future. It's like this modern version of a magical society. And these, like, chosen heroes are all kind of thrown together and they're like, what the fuck is going on? 
And there's also Ock Lap Dancing, which earns any book an extra star in my book. So is it is it out right now or is it an arc? It's an arc. I think it comes out on the 24th of February. It's a self-published one, I think. Damn. Oh, right. Um, so I've been reading Mary Robinette Kowal's The Lady Astronaut series, or well, listening to it in audiobook form. I finished book one, The Calculating Stars, earlier today and am now halfway through book two, The Fated Sky, if I'm getting the name correct. It's a really good series. So it's set in the 1950s alternate history sort of style and follows Elmer York, who who flew as a pilot in World War II, um, is a mathematician, and a couple of other things. And um, a meteorite has just struck off the coast of the US, off the eastern seaboard, causing cataclysmic damage, climate change, and a whole heap of other things. And she is working for the International Space Agency, which is not quite what it's called, but I can't remember the name. And it follows her as a woman working in a scientific field and um, there's a lot of interesting topics touched on there. Being the 1950s, there's a fair bit of racism, a fair bit of sexism, and there's also talk about mental health of some of the characters. So really interesting and covers a very diverse range of topics. I'm reading uh, Someone Like Me by M.R. Carey. Uh, the only other book I read by him was uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. And that was a zombie apocalypse story. This was something totally different. Uh, so it was basically diving into how horrible domestic violence situations can be and sort of exploring the cycle of abuse that goes along with that. With, uh, since this is a fantasy book, a speculative twist to it, there might be a little bit of interdimensional hopping and multiverse shenanigans going on. Um, it was really good, really dark, and I can't say I enjoyed it so much as I really, really appreciated it. I am currently reading uh, The Spec Set by Taya Okerlund. It's about this group of people, neurodivergent characters, who go to a science camp and they discover that these uh, chemicals have been stolen that uh, can make a bomb. And so they are trying to get to the bottom of it and basically save the world. So far, it's okay. But <laughs> it's a lot of it is convenient. And there's a lot of not really world building. Uh, it's more just like, oh, this is, we can't tell you how this thing went about because it's classified. So it's, it, it, it's okay. It's not the best, but it's not a DNF. As we can see, we're all reading a big range of subgenres. That's that's a good way to continue on to the topic, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so do you guys have a favorite subgenre or do you read everything? Um, do you have everything, anything you particularly hate? We all know I have something I particularly hate. <laughs> but what about you guys? Well, I guess, first off, what kind of subgenres are there out there in fantasy? I think there's almost too many to count when you look at it. Like, just looking at my bookcase here, there's, like, 
historical fantasy, comedic fantasy, like steampunk fantasy, dystopian fantasy, young adult fantasy, epic fantasy, urban fantasy, science fantasy, comic fantasy. There's just so many. There's a website. Yeah, so I know at least where I have been before is uh, bestfantasybooks.com. And it has a list of all kinds of different subgenres. You can click on them. You can get explanations for what they are and some recommendations for books that fit in each category. But like you said, it's a huge list. It looks like there's over 100 on here. And I can pretty much guarantee that's not comprehensive. There's a lot more that are probably left off. And there's some on there that people would argue are not actual subgenres in the first place. One of the things I find really amusing is like, the arguments over subgenre definitions like what is and isn't grimdark or what is and isn't comic people get really invested in this yeah and especially with grimdark something my little personal pet peeve is grimdark versus dark so grimdark for those of you who aren't familiar is kind of this pushback against classic heroic fantasy where good and evil are clearly defined sort of the good guys win in the end and overcome the big, bad, dark lord. And so Grimdark turns that on its head. Very gray morality. People do some questionable things. Uh, Sometimes major characters die for what seems like no reason. Dark, on the other hand, is uh, fantasy with elements of the horror genre. So maybe there's vampires, maybe there's zombies, maybe there's uh, some kind of evil necromancer, and it feels almost like a horror book rather than fantasy. never knew those were different for me it just like it, like people define everything so differently um like for example low fantasy whether that's defined as being set in the real world or whether that's defined as just having few magical elements of any kind so everybody defines it in a different way and when you ask for recommendations for something like i don't know fantasy of manners you might get uh something like naomi novik's temerary series which Although it does have those elements of courtly manners and so on, it's really a military fantasy book. But because it's set in the 19th century, people just recommend it to you. And so I think, I think in a way, subgenres, they're useful, but they're also not useful because they're so badly defined. Yeah. For me, I go by, I forget what it's called. I think it's the game theory by Wittgenstein, or basically it's what is a game. Uh, and you try to define it and you really can't because you get things like basketball and then Mario Party, uh, Solitaire, you know, all these different things, <laughs> all these different things where you can't really define what a game is, but you can take different things and you know that they are a game. For me, it's the same as subgenres. It's hard to define exactly what is Grimdark. But you can take different grimdark books that might have different elements to them, but they are all grimdark, for example. Way of looking at it, yeah. Yeah, and I guess something that about subgenres in general is do they do more good than they do harm? Uh, I know some people say even if they're defined differently, they do a lot of good because they help people find books that they're looking for that they might enjoy based on kind of a set of tropes or qualities about the broader genre that they know specifically they like? Or uh, does it kind of needlessly put books into these neat little boxes that they don't really fit into just one uh, and they might fit into multiple? 
uh, different subgenres. Yeah, I prefer to think of them as like adjectives almost. So it's not like you can say a book is grimdark or a bit grimdark or, you know, it has a historical element to it, but it's not like, for me, the subgenres are fluid. It's not about putting them into a box. It's about like giving a descriptor of what, you know, the content of the book has. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's difficult, especially because some subgenres are kind of um, looked down on. Like, for example, if you get things like romance, fantasy, like a lot of books have a very important romance, but it's the specific title of romance fantasy that people will dislike a book, even if it might have um, just about as much as any other one. And those sort of things, it's a little, I guess that's the bad part of having boxes, I guess. I was going to say, I think they can be helpful subgenres in the sense that, you know, like you said, it if you know what you like, you know, for example, if you know you like romance and you want to go into a book knowing that there will be romance, then, you know, you can pick up a, a book that's marketed as a romance fantasy or a fantasy romance uh, and you know what you're getting into other than... uh just picking up a random book and hoping that there's stuff you like in it. Romance is actually an interesting and I guess somewhat controversial subgenre of fantasy and maybe just in broader literature in general. Because I know a lot of female writers end up getting labeled as romance or romance fantasy, even if, say, one of their male counterparts would not be writing the exact same thing. I mean, it's the same with YA, right? Where women are kind of put into that that box, basically, I guess. And I think, I mean, again, I'm not saying that subgenres are bad. I mean, again, I know if somebody describes a book as epic fantasy, then that's probably not a book for me. But because uh, there's just these expectations for the genre. But I think for specifically with things like romance fantasy, I know that in um, uh, Tchaikovsky's Gun- Guns of the Dawn, uh, there is probably more of an emphasis on romance in the story than there is in, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, shit, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, there goes my whole point, because I can't remember the book's name. Burning Bright. Burning Bright by someone. I will look that up. And I mean, and that fa- that's that thing. It's about a girl running away, blah, blah, blah. She has to go fight pirates. But because it's written by a woman, it also has this very romancy kind of cover where it's a girl looking into the distance while Guns of the Dawn gets a very, I think there's like some crossed pistols and so on. But if I, you know, if, if, if I think about which book is more romantic, then Guns of the Dawn is way more romantic, in my opinion. So it's a little, I don't know, it's a little hard. So you said you don't like epic fantasy. What would you say your top two favorite subgenres are? I really like fantasy of manners and I really like, you know, what's it called? Like mythological retellings. Yeah. Or like fairy tale and myth retellings. Yeah. What about you, Tam? What? What are your top two? Oh, I have no idea. Really isn't very helpful. I don't know. I read everything. Anything you don't like? Eh, not really. No. Hugh? Ugh. You know, it's one of those ones where you don't think you have a favourite subgenre, but thinking about it, most of my favourite books are like epic fantasies. So I'm probably going to have to pick epic fantasy. And 
I don't know. Maybe Grimdark, I like a lot of Grimdark books, but Grimdark's one of those subgenres that can go too far. And I think there is like a push, or there was a push to make things like realistic to the point of parody. So that my interest in Grimdark's kind of waning. I don't think there's any subgenres I don't like, to be honest. But you wouldn't like fantasy of matters. It's all about like royalty people. Yeah, but Sailor Moon is sort of fantasy of manners. I guess, yeah. And that's fantastic. Ha. What about you, Travis? So I don't dislike any subgenres in particular. There's some that I've sort of just not happened to read much of. Uh, one of those happens to be uh, romantic fantasy or paranormal romance. And I've actually been trying to dip my toes into that category recently. Um, I just read a book called How to Date Your Dragon by Molly Harper. And it was pretty enjoyable. I had a good time. It was fun, uh, kind of comedic. Yeah, I had a good time with that one. And then uh, in terms of subgenres that I really enjoy, honestly, recently it's been anything that takes elements from multiple subgenres and blends it together. So Sinless Sins is a good example of that, where it's fantasy of manners and steampunk and literary and kind of weird and just everything stirred together. I have to know this uh, dating your dragon book. Is there a sex scene? <laughs> there is multiple sex scenes. The dragon? Well, it's with a dragon who is shape shifted into human form. Oh, okay. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> Want to know more about the dragon smut? <laughs> Suckling back to like, the covers thing we we're talking about earlier. I always think that urban fantasy in particular gets like a rough end of the stick, but like you look at urban fantasy covers and it's almost always like a model with some bloody like smoke effect cover thing. And from what I hear from urban fantasy readers, like nine times out of 10, that doesn't represent the contents of the book. Yeah. Really quick answering the uh, other question. There's not really a subgenre I dislike more just ones that I haven't read much of, so I can't really make a judgment call on them. My favorite, shockingly, is New Weird. And then I also like, uh, I guess, a literary fantasy. But like going off of, so for example, uh, literary fantasy, I would say there's a book called The Wolf and the Whale by, I forgot the author. I just read it. So it's called The Wolf and the Whale by Jordana Max Brodsky. And I think that's a really good example of literary fantasy. Um, or even Haruki Murakami, if you want to go that route. Going off of what Hugh was saying about the urban fantasy covers, I think that would be good to talk about the kind of stereotypes that each subgenre has with their covers. Because I you know for me, usually you can pick out like this book is marketed as romance fantasy. This book is marketed as urban fantasy just by looking at the covers. And I think that's pretty interesting. What are the stereotypes of epic fantasy covers? A figure or something? A figure, a cloak, maybe a tree in the background, even though trees might not have anything to do with the book and cloaks either. I always love the covers. It's just like a big sword with like just a sword with the title of the book. And that is like, that's all they will show you about the contents. It's just a sword with a word. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at you, Empire of Sand. To be fair, like, what would you categorize like Empire of Sand as? Like, I know we've just had the conversation about like 
pigeonholing female authors into like this romance thing, but like that is a huge part of that book, despite like, you know, the kind of historical aspects of like India. I wouldn't really call it a romance book. Just epic fantasy for me. I'd say I'd say it's epic fantasy. Um, for me, the romance, even though it was a big part of the book, it wasn't really for me the driving force of the book. Whereas her kind of self-discovery and conquering this uh, the evils around her, for me, were more of the main focus. Does anybody have any uh, final thoughts about subgenres in fantasy? Cam? Um, not really, no. <laughs> I have a final thought. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, my final thought is I don't like it when people... You, you know how you know the whole thing about how there should be room enough for all of us in the inn, in the fantasy inn. Well, Krista's essay, Krista Ball's essay. I, I don't like it when people say that you have to read certain books to be considered a fantasy fan, because mostly those books are epic fantasy, basically. I don't like the idea that, you know, something like Lord of the Rings, which I actually do like, really love, actually. Um, but something like Lord of the Rings is considered like the founder of all modern fantasy when you look at again, something like literary fantasy or magical realism, which comes from a different tradition. And I think that's my problem with these things as a, like subgenres as a whole, that it seems like there's these good ones, there's these bad ones as taken from the, from the, from the general people. There's these ones which are, oh, they're not really fantasy. They're just, you know, literary or whatever. And yeah. Okay. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah. I get you. Uh, Victoria Schwab gave a, a lecture about something similar, didn't she? About like doors into fantasy and how you don't need to read to these classics. They aren't these supposed staples of the genre. They're not required reading. There is no required reading. I think subgenres are cool. I think, like I said before, they can help you uh, know what you're getting into. So if something is marketed as an epic fantasy, I know to recommend it to Zhenya and she will love it. Yes. But no, you know what you're getting into. And I think I know uh, some people kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Talk bad about like marketing things. You know, they say it's marketing in a bad way. But I think marketing is pretty important for a book, you know, even just for the general consumer. So for me, subgenres are cool. I'm fine with the labels. And then, like we talked about before, things are allowed to have multiple subgenres. So even if something is marketed as a romance fantasy, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean it's all romance 24-7. Or, you know, it's all epic fantasy 24-7. So that's my final thought. What about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, so I think in general, there's a lot of disagreement on what exactly specific subgenres mean or how they should be defined. But overall, they do more good than harm. Uh, they help people find books that they might enjoy. Uh, and I think that's always a good thing. I might debate the specifics of what qualifies grimdark versus dark or magical realism versus literary. But in the end, if it helps people find good books, I think that's the most important thing. Take it away, Hugh. No, oh, wait, I thought I'd already answered. No. Yeah, I think you went first. Then I guess that about wraps up our discussion of subgenres. So um, now I guess we turn the question to you guys. What do you think about subgenres? Do you have a favorite one? Do you have one you hate, like me? 
Uh, do you think they're a silly concept or a really useful one? Come and join the conversation by tweeting us at the Fantasy Inn, or I guess commenting on this post on WordPress. I'm not sure how we're doing this yet. <laughs>